evening and welcome to Educationally Speaking on KBMR 89.5. This is the show that looks at all things educational in our Nevada County Schools. I'm your host, Scott Lay, Nevada County Superintendent of Schools, and with me as always is Kim Ewing, Nevada County Schools Arts Coordinator, former teacher, and just generally good person. So with that, we're excited tonight. We have two things we want to talk to you about. The first one is we have a job fair coming up and we're going to discuss that. So all interested parties out there who are looking at uh, maybe a career in education or, or another option, um, Sarah Corey is going to tell us, talk to us about that. And then we have Morgan Welty Geisick, who is going to talk to us about a, um, well, I get a program, but it's a day, but a lot of work called uh, Raise Them Up. And, and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to let Morgan uh, talk about that. And she's brought a, a, a couple of people with her, Rose and Skye. And we're going to have a, a talk to let everybody know about that. But first, let's get to our job fair. Sarah, welcome to the show. You're in our HR department. You're uh, a technician. Uh, officially, Sarah, why don't you tell everybody what, what you do here at the county office? Um, well, I have the really cool job of being the main recruiter for NCSOS, which is, I think, the best job to do um, in HR because I get to give people jobs. Um, that is a cool we, thing. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> um, so we put together a countywide job fair, I think, about four or five years ago, and it was wildly successful for all of our districts and, um, and for the community members who wanted to get a job in schools. And, you know, unfortunately during COVID, we weren't able to host that job fair for the last two years. So this is our first year back and I'm thrilled. It's going to be great. Um, so the job fair is on March 26th. That's a Saturday and it's going to run from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We're going to have nine districts here and including uh, nine of those districts are actually a couple are charter schools. So just to name them off really quick. Chicago Park School, Union Hill, Yuba River Charter School, Pleasant Ridge, Clear Creek, Grass Valley School District, Bitney Prep, Nevada City School of the Arts, and then um, us, NCSOS. Um, we have a number of jobs uh, available that are within all of those um, organizations, including teaching positions from kindergarten through uh, seventh grade. And then uh, we have an art teacher position. We have, we're hiring more substitute teachers and we'll have uh, one of our credentialing specialists here to help people who wanna get on the sub list. So that can happen on that day too. And if you aren't a credentialed teacher or maybe um, being a teacher isn't in your pathway but you wanna work for schools, you have a whole bunch of classified positions and that just means you don't have a credential but maybe you wanna work with kiddos as a classroom aide or maybe you wanna work as an admin, in an admin position working in an office. So we have um, several of those positions available. So office positions, classroom assistants, and maintenance uh, positions as well. So we hope that people wanna come. We would love to see you bring a resume, dress to impress. Uh, we've had several educators get job offers or get interviews on the spot while they're here at the job fair. Um, last, the last time we had it, I think we had about 150 people come. So it's, wow. it's a really successful event and we hope to connect job seekers with the best place for them. Yeah. And that's good advice. You know, come dress prepared. We've had, yeah. sometimes people don't realize that when you're turning your paperwork in, oftentimes 
that is a, a almost an unscheduled interview because that's a right. first impression and that's critical uh, when you're coming to an organization they that sticks in their mind so like that be prepared yeah and, and yeah we have offered positions right on the spot so very cool I'm sure people are seeing the signs that are starting to appear around the county saying uh, uh, NCSOS job fair March 26th and uh, I've seen them pop up uh, already throughout so yes that's great. and then um, if you want to just check out our website for the job fair it's nevco.org slash job fair so nevco.org slash job fair and it has up-to-date information on who's participating and the positions that we're recruiting for so i kind of glossed over the positions but there's details about them there perfect so they can find out go in find more information look if there's something specific that that that, that speaks to them and all great uh organizations to work for for sure um exciting well thanks sarah appreciate you, that and uh, hopefully we get some people applying there and we'll maybe we'll shoot for a higher number than our last time so yeah exactly there seems, there seems to be a lot of interest in it that's great all right Everybody. well sarah take care appreciate Thank you, you sarah <laughs> bye take care. all right well morgan we're going to move over to you now and talk about for the bulk of our show raise them up there so first why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself, Morgan, introduce who's with you, and uh, and then give kind of a brief overview of what you do here at the county office. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. I'm Morgan Welty-Giesick, and I work in the Foster Youth Services Department, which is under the umbrella of Nevada County Superintendent of Schools Office, and also work um, directly with Child Welfare Services. So I have with me Rose Mulford and Sky Ben. Yes. Welcome, you guys. Hi, yeah. thank you for having us on. Yeah, thanks. Well, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, um, it's yes. an opportunity to talk about what we're doing for the community. Very happy to be here. Oh, glad, glad. And maybe we'll say, so Rose and Sky, what, what, what is your role in this? What do you, um, I know Morgan's role, and uh, this is the first time I've had uh, the opportunity to meet both of you. So let's give our listeners a little background on, on, you, on both of you, if you don't mind. Um, uh, very, very mild background about me is what I'm doing currently with this program at the time being. Um, I'm the uh, mentor for the current foster youth through um, Nevada County ILP and um, uh, acting as a, an ambassador for this Raise Them Up Fair. Wow. Well, uh, thank you for being a mentor. I know that's uh... Uh, that, that's a huge job in itself. It truly is. Um, so I, I greatly appreciate you doing that. Thank, Thank you. you. Such important work. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I love it. It's my calling. Is it? Isn't yeah. it great how sometimes you find your path, sometimes in the most unusual way, and it just presents itself, and you know that's what you're going to do. Very cool. Sky, how about you? So I have, I was an ex-foster youth for many years, as well as taking part in a lot of the aged out programs for older foster youth, mm-hmm. as well as being uh, a mentor, taking like I said, place in a lot of the events that they have and just being an ambassador for this. Oh, well, thank you for doing this. That's, uh, yeah, it's both fantastic. And again, it's so nice to meet both of you. Um, so. Morgan, the, the reason Kim and I are here, we want to know about this Raise Them Up Fair More. 
Yeah, so we'll, we're excited to tell you guys about it. Um, chomping at the bit over here, we've been waiting, um, slowly planning, just started our big planning process. We have a few key players uh, with us at Foster Youth Services. We have Alex from Stanford Sierra Youth and Families, who's on our planning committee. John from Twin Cities is on our planning committee. That's where uh, we're able to hold the event. They're hosting for us, which is just phenomenal volunteerism. Um, and we have Ruby from Child Welfare Services, as well as Helena from Foster Youth Services. So, and then of course us who we just introduced ourselves, we've been meeting almost weekly uh, since February, the beginning of February to just dial in all of our ideas. We really have um, a, a goal here for not only acknowledging the current foster families that we have, um, also adoptive families um, and bringing them all together. And then also the youth uh, who are currently or formerly in care, we wanna acknowledge them and learn from them. And they're gonna be hosting some vendor booths and then some recruitment, we should say, to the recruitment because we foster, kind of what you said in the beginning, foster care, it's kind of a general thing that people don't necessarily know a lot about. And there are a lot of inclinations from people in the community that say, oh, you know, I really wish I could do something. I just don't know what to do with that. So this hopefully is the place that we're going to provide that service. We're going to have the, the people there from Child Welfare Services, from Sierra Stanford Youth and Families, and from EA Family Services to chat with whoever is interested Whoever is, comes who's had an idea, oh, I might want to, you know, be involved in that foster care community. Those are the people we want to come and get some lunch, talk to our vendors, and I'll let the girls kind of um, chat it out a little bit more about who's coming and what the intention was, uh, what they're trying to get across and what their booths will look like, too. Did you, it looked like you, you had something, Rose. Did you want to? I was just going to um, kind of explain um, a little bit more about who our um, prospective um, target audience would be. Perfect. It would be um, the current foster parents, um, anybody that's um, considering becoming a foster parent, um, also people that um, don't, don't necessarily think that they can be a foster parent, but want to help the foster youth in some way, um, such as like CASA, mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. Can you tell them what ACASA is? Yeah. Um, ACASA is the court-appointed court special, special advocate. Yeah, we have special advocates. Um, so you become a CASA worker for um, kids because kids, they go and do courtrooms um, alone. Um, so ACASA is there to basically hold their hand and help them express what it is that they are looking for, what they, it is that they need um, to the judge and to their lawyers without any type of anxiety. Uh, CASA workers are really, really important to us kids. Yeah, they, they, they are. I think it was my either first or second year teaching just, you know, a couple of years ago, like 30, um, when I ran into my first CASA, who had the uh, educational rights for one of my students. And I, and I got to learn, and that was something I hadn't been taught in teacher school, what that was. Uh, so I, I was educated, which was great. And, uh, 
have come to thoroughly respect these people who really do exactly what you just said, Rose. They go in there, they kind of calm it down. It could be in a courtroom. It could just be a classroom meeting. Just finding out, you know, helping the student. Why? What's going on with homework? How can I help them? And um, in fact, I do now training for CASAs in our county. And one of the things I really, um, really uh, point to is making sure they develop that relationship with the students, uh, teachers, anybody that they come into contact with. You know, I said the first time you meet uh, your student's teacher should not be when there's an issue. Go introduce yourself right away when things are great. Build a relationship and then uh, it just makes it so much smoother for the student because, uh, yeah, as, as you kind of point out, they don't need one more thing. Uh, the students, they need uh, they need help uh, from all of us, the team around them. So, yeah, CASAs is huge. Great, great group. Wow. So really, your list you gave me, Rose, sounds like everybody should be there. If you're a current foster parent, you're a prospective foster parent or you know, you want to just help somehow, but maybe not be a foster parent. Well, I think that should be around 98% of our population. So uh, we'll try to get them over there. Yeah. We have a little population piece that should be added there that yes. Sky's going to add too. Okay. Yeah, Sky, please. Yeah, that piece gets missed. We also does. really want uh, kinship guardians to come. So that could be grandparents of people who are in foster. That could be their aunts or their uncles, their brothers and sisters who maybe have somebody really close to them in their family that's in the system, but unsure how to help that person. This is going to be an amazing opportunity. All the resources will be there. You can get all the information you want to help your family or a close friend. And that'll be really awesome. We also have support groups that people don't know about so much um, in that population, too, that are for people raising grandkids, raising aunts and, uh, aunts and uncles, raising kids, um, the people that have kind of taken them in, if it's long term or short term, right. because uh, we support that. And we have a great opportunity at NCSOS that happens monthly where we get together and do a support group and training and stuff to try to support that whole family. That's amazing. I, I'm just going to do one follow-up question and I'm going to give this over to Kim because I'm talking too much. And Kim, I know, has a whole bunch of questions on this. So just what, how did you come up with this idea? It's an amazing idea. And it sounds like such a simple idea now that you've explained it to me. But uh, where did this come from? Helena and I were sitting around chatting about services and coming back from being completely isolated, you know, and uh, we always just thrive on face-to-face -face with our, um, with the people that we serve in all of our, um, you know, programs. I didn't mention the independent living program, which is another one that we, uh, I'm actually a case manager for that program as well, that we do there under FYS in the foster youth services. And so we were chatting about what is next year going to look like? What, are, how are we going to do some of these things? And this was one of the ideas that came up and we thought, oh, that'd be cool to get all of these vendors together so we can show the community and all of our foster families that are currently going through this, what supports they really have in Nevada County. And it became this. So first one and that we're doing, but we definitely want to do it more. And if it goes well this time, which we have a really good inclination that it will, uh, we will continue it annually. That's awesome. Thanks. Also, I have to say, Scott, sorry. That was good. Welfare services, they jumped on board immediately because we have a, they actually um, hosted pre-COVID a annual foster parent appreciation event. And that was 
on hiatus, obviously. And um, so we thought, what a great opportunity to do vendor booth at the same time that we serve food and have a bounce house and some games and to have some fun and really just uh, show our appreciation. Fantastic. And Morgan, I didn't hear who, what agency was that? Child Welfare Services. Child Welfare Services. Awesome. Good. And I think the one thing we haven't said, maybe I missed it, Morgan, was the date. It is Saturday, May 14th from 10 to 2. Twin Cities Church in Nevada County. All right. Well, I, we, I knew it was Twin Cities, but we'll make sure at the end that we also do it. Well, I'm just going to remind our audience that you're listening to Educationally Speaking on KVMR. Our guest tonight is we have Morgan Rose and Sky with us talking about the Raise Them Up Fair. And at this point, I am going to turn this over to Kim and let her uh, <laughs> finish up with some questions. Kim. Oh, thanks, Scott. Well, talking to all three of you, it, how has the planning process gone? I know this is the first annual, so there's a lot of probably brainstorming and idea, d- ideas thrown out. How has this process gone for you guys, especially being all, well, not Morgan, she's not new to it, but maybe Rose and Sky are, if, if one of you want to speak to that. I found the whole process actually to be really fun. Um, uh, personally, I'm a very creative person. So planning something kind of from scratch is something that I was really looking forward to. And there's a lot of ideas that you could throw out. And having been an ex foster youth for so many years, I definitely had a, a lot of ideas for how we can help best reach the public and make this fun for the kids, while also still appealing to the teens and adults who want to do it. So I found it's actually been really fun to discuss these ideas with people who are very open and willing to listen. Absolutely. And like you said, you have a lot of knowledge about this. So bringing her to the table, it was so important and smart, Morgan. Um, what about for you, Rose? How, how has this process gone for you? Uh, we have a really great group and we work really well together. So it's been um, uh, smoothly. We all are working towards the same goal. Um, yeah, it? good. <laughs> well, we can't wait to hear more about it. You still, it's in May, you said mid-May. So you still have probably more weeks to plan. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the system with uh, the system of care? Is that going to be part of it? And, and tell our audience maybe a little bit about that. The system of care is a very broad term. Okay. Working with all like-minded agencies and, you know, as far as like-minded meaning serves youth in the county somewhere. Um, For example, we're going to have Department of Rehabilitation there. They can help with employment services. They can help with so many things. Um, that we have, that I couldn't even tap into right now, Sierra College, they're going to be there. I mean, even 211 Connecting Point jumped on board immediately, you know? Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, we know because we work in this system of care that we can support each other. And if we have one person that we're wrapping services for, we say, okay, do they need employment? Does this child need, um, you know, educational um, supports in the schools, and we know how to get that, but we want to empower our foster parents and our foster youth and anyone who thinks, oh, I couldn't do that on my own, to know, yes, you would not be doing it on your own. You can find the services. We have them all coming here into one place so people can can look and see that. That's fantastic. How did you broadcast this um, call to action, Morgan? It sounds like everybody from the community just came right in. It's amazing. 
Well, we have all, everyone on that planning committee has compiled a massive list (laughs) that serve youth. And we have all taken time out to individually call those people. Uh, And we get in touch with whomever is going to take that information to the board of their departments and get them on that list. And we have had nothing but positive uh, feedback from everyone. Every person that one of us has reached out to has said, absolutely, we are in. And um, one of them can read off some of the people who have um, already signed up. But we started early because it is going to be big. And we want to make sure that we handle all of the vendors. And then we also starting here and also with some of the other um, planning committee members having some shows. Jen Singer will also be presenting at one of the uh, radio shows that she does, as well as Alex Maloney to broadcast it out. We are saying come one, come all. If you are foster care related, we want to see you there. We want to show you and we want to talk to you. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Did someone want to share out some of the lists of agencies or participants? We have people such as Nevada County Library is going to come. We have Chicago Park Elementary. We have CASA, which are the Child Advocates of Nevada County, like we talked about. We have First Five, Sierra College, um, 211. We also have our Bright Futures for Youth and our Neo Club. uh, Yeah. Midi. Um, Good. Yeah, big part for uh, our kids. Um, Friendship Club, I think I already said that, but. That's great. And the list goes on. You guys can say some more. Oh, they're still coming in regularly. (laughs) Yeah, we just really know. We don't have a cutoff date for our vendors because it's that important. If they call us on May 13th, the day before our. (laughs) They're coming. Okay. And Twin Cities has been so amazing. They're giving us carnival games. We all have games. We've got the bounce house already reserved. I mean, they're going to provide food for us, for all of the attendees. It's a free event and we're going to set up our vendor booths right out there. And everyone is going to just come highlight their programs. Oh, the FRCs are coming. That's the family resource centers from North San Juan, Penn Valley, Grass Valley. Right. Uh, Great. Well, and I'm, I'm realizing too that you, you're bringing on all of these people and like you said, it takes a, a village, right? Um, aunts, uncles, grandparents um, that are involved. Um, when you talk about the family and if, if someone was interested as a listener that they might want to attend but also might be pensive or want to know more about foster care, could anybody speak to that and, and possibly not only the CASA, which is the advocates for the foster kids, that's a great um, example of someone who helps in the foster care but can't actually host a foster child. Um, can you guys speak to any of that, those other services that people could help with? We are going to have um, current foster families and current foster youth there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if somebody... Uh, of course, strikes a conversation with um, somebody that's currently doing it, uh, that would be the best place to ask those types of personal questions. Um, but like Sky said, um, you know, we are former foster youth and we currently work with the current foster youth. Um, I think that we, uh, there, there's going to be plenty of people to ask uh, all types of questions, whether it be, um, you know, personal or actual 
nitty gritty questions. Sure. Yeah. It sounds like you guys are going to have everybody that needs to be there. <laughs> yeah. We need um, the to come and get their questions answered. If you have a little hesitation and you think, you know, it's just not for me to, to have someone, you know, who comes in and lives in my house, that is okay. We have so many different things that could be done. We have these events, we have volunteer opportunities. Um, you know, we're, no holds bar, you guys, please. If you ever thought, oh, I, I'm interested in that, then come. If it's not for you, we won't hold you here, but I doubt you'll leave. Yeah, well, it's going to be a community-filled, heartfelt day regardless. Tell us the date again and the location just so that our audience hears that again. Uh, it's Saturday, May 14th from 10 to 2 p.m. at Twin Cities Church in Grass Valley. Awesome. Um, and is there any website or anything they can look at? Did you say that? I just want to make sure we plug that as well. We will have our flyer done here shortly, which we will push out in every platform possible. So of course it'll be at nevco.org. Um, also reach out to me at my, um, my phone number. Is that okay to get my phone number to? Sure. It's 530-478. 6400 at extension 2040. And I'd be happy to answer any questions. If you are also not on our vendor list for some reason you haven't heard from us, call us, call me, and I will, you know, help you with that. And if there's any other questions, I'm happy to. That's 530-478-6400, extension 2040. Morgan, that's so kind and generous of you. Lovely. I did have one other question, Scott, um, before I know we're running out of time again. Um, did it, was it true, Morgan, when you were here last time? Um, I was really excited because, you know, I'm the podcaster here for Educationally Speaking. Have you guys, you guys called them shelter dogs, I believe was your podcast. What's the latest with that? And are you going to be continuing, you know, now that things are opening up again? Yeah, and Rose is part of our Shelter Dogs um, podcast committee. So yes, absolutely we are because we got totally derailed with COVID. Um, we are just going to finish this up and get right back to it. We still have a long list of topics that need to be covered. And this is absolutely not done. No. I love that. Good. Because I was really we'll excited about that. And then COVID happened. So Yeah, Kim and I really um, liked that. That was That's... That's great. If I, I, I jump in with a quick question, Kim. Yeah. Don't mind. Um, approximately, and you know, when we've got about two minutes left in our show, but the number of foster kids in our county, Morgan, I, you guys approximately, not, not putting you online for an exact answer, but just so the community understands how large this is. Yeah, there's 500, right? Yeah, there's less than like 7.5 pounds. Something like you want to share that out? For our audience, they are conferring right now. They're in a huddle. We are the answer. And I think Sky <laughs> has been appointed the spokesperson. Sky? All right. So we have uh, about a couple hundred foster youth actually in Nevada County and Grass Valley area, but we only have like 75 or 80 homes. And a lot of these kids are actually having to go out of county and being torn from their families, from their friends, and from their schools even, um, because we simply don't have enough homes for these children and teenagers in the system, which is part of the reason why we're hosting something so big like this, so that hopefully those kids, we can um, get some good homes or some good advocates for them. Um, hopefully that'll help. We want to keep them here. We have yeah. the best schools anyway, so why not keep them in, in the schools that they come from? And really, 
that's the goal, you know, keep them in their school of origin. Yeah, and Rose, you bring up a really good point. You know, oftentimes we think of fast because that might have been a little bit confusing. What's that? Go ahead. So we have hundreds of kids in Nevada County CPS system. Mm -hmm. We only have tens of homes, you know, 50, 70 homes. So hundreds of kids are being sent out of Nevada County. They're Nevada County kids, but they're being sent out of Nevada County. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted just to wanted No, no, and that's, I was gonna say, that, that's a huge case. We often think, I think, you know, you're trying to remove a student from a bad situation. But what you don't realize, if you're moving them out of county, you're disrupting their entire life. And maybe their friend network is what was keeping them going. Um, you know, or their school, because it was that was, they knew that was a safe place every day. It was going to be the same. And they developed a relationship with a teacher or an aide or the lunch lady or the, um, and that's huge. And then, yeah, I, I think you, you two are absolutely right saying, you know, we, you know, we need more because when you rip them out and have to put these kids out of County, uh, it's like they're being punished twice almost. And yeah, so, so yeah. To these kids. yeah, so I, I, yeah, I, I, I certainly echo that. And uh, we are down to 20 seconds. So with the, I know it's crazy. Uh, I want to thank you. I also wanted to make sure, really thank Twin Cities Church because they've been a phenomenal partner in this community for our programs here at the superintendent school's office and they want nothing in return. I mean, they're amazing. They just reach out from the good of their hearts. And uh, so they deserve a plug uh, for what they do for this community uh, with that. And with that, thank you, Morgan. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, Sky. Amazing program. I will be on there May 14th, 10 to 2, Twin City Church. Sarah, Corey, thank you for being here at the beginning of our show to talk about our job fair on the 26th of March, 10 to 2, here at the county office. Come get a job. And on behalf of Kim and myself, we want to thank you for listening to Educationally Speaking on KVMR. Have a fantastic evening, everybody. Good night.